Yes, it is being recorded. Thank you, Zoom. Um, wait, did, did you hear that? Yes, didn't okay. you? Yeah. Um, so, um, Fernie is back. Yes, he is. Fernie returned. That was nice. Uh, um, did he talk to you? Did he said like anything or like did he, was he just like I'm back? He so he sent me the. Let me guess. Let me, let, let me guess. Did, did, did he send you the John Wick gift? The yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Or no? no? Oh shit! Oh, I should have added that one too. So yeah. he just like messaged on Wednesday. Hey, I sent you a recording. Can you put it out today? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, hell yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, I was about to post it. I was like, you know what? This is the first time in like a solid two months that he, we're gonna post something from him. I should add a little more bling to it. So with all those I'm backs at the very beginning, that was me. Oh, you did that. I, I was I was like, what are the three best I'm backs I can think of? <laughs> He's back. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. good. Because I, I heard that today. And I was like, because he, he usually does that. He usually adds like like audio yeah. to that. But like, <laughs> oh, that was you. Okay. Yeah. No, well, see, here's the thing. I added it because you mentioned how he's kicking our ass with adding sound effects. So I'm like, I can do sound effects. <laughs> I didn't even add the Do it on it. our episodes, <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. We're reviewing Cruella, and this is the rollback. This is the rollback. So, Cruella, a.k.a. Emma versus Emma. I don't know if you noticed that. Donna Fashion? Donna, Donna Fashion. Fashion. Oh, Cruella. Hello, cruel world. In 1970s London, amidst the punk rock revolution, a young grifter named Estella is determined to make a name for herself with her designs. She befriends a, pre- a pair of young thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they are able to build a life for themselves on the London streets. One day, Estella's flair for fashion catches the eye of the Baroness von Hellman, a fashion legend who is devastatingly chic and terrifyingly hot. By their, but their relationship sets in motion a course of events and the revelations that will cause Estella to embrace her wicked side and become the rushiest, fashionable, and revenge-bent Cruella de Vil. So... And so, yeah. do you remember a number of years, we may have even done a uh, AIM, an FBA episode on it when they announced Corella. I think we may have done that. I think we did. Um, yeah, Emma Stone is a class act. Emma Stone is a fantastic young actress and she has been blessing us with roles behind role behind role. She's done great films. I mean, she's done great teen films and she's done great adult films. I think we can all agree that. Uh, I remember when I was a young, a young kid and saw two movies the same year that introduced her to me, and those were Superbad and Zombieland. And, you know, there's, a, I mean, you can only go up from there, and she only went up from there. Uh, so she has an Oscar. She did La La Land. She's done, like, the, the, the critics thing with Birdman. So she, we know that besides being very funny and very talented, she is a darn good actress. So I think this is one of those roles that you do more for the people than for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is one for, you know, she just wants to have, she's going to have fun with it. And I think she does. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, the whole prem, the whole basis of the film is based on her. Like, if she doesn't work, the movie doesn't work, and I think she really works. You know, what do you think? I've never thought that there was a more pointless film when I heard it was announced. Like, fuck Cruella, really? At least oh, one of them has like magic and shit. Like, Cinderella, okay, I see it. Snow White, oh, fair enough. Little Mermaid, okay, like. I could see the point of everything, but like uh, a story for Cruella Deville, the woman that wants to skin Dalmatians. Okay, I want to. Okay, take me on this ride. And I did not expect to enjoy this movie, but actually, I did. This is probably my favorite live-action remake of all the Disney movies, like any of them. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna suck, but I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, this is the best. This is probably, this is probably the most enjoyable the most good time that I've had with one of these films. The, the and it kind of works. Yeah, it, it's not just a character. It's the fact that the movie is having fun with itself. Like, it's probably the most unhinged film uh, that, they, that they've done. I mean, every time that they would show the scene of, like, someone getting tackled, I remember thinking, like, this is this is a very physical gag. I'm not used to seeing these kind of jokes in, in these live-action remakes, but this is this is good, yeah. Um, but no, so, like, from the very beginning, what I... Again, I went to this movie like, this is going to suck. The voiceover hooked me right from the beginning. The very first line was say, oh, this is where we're going to start? Okay, fine. Uh, and then you see, you know, the baby with the split hair. I'm just like, oh, that's kind of awesome. So it's not a fashion choice. She was born like that. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes from there. And it, the props to the little girl that played her. I don't know her name, but damn. Uh, just damn. The little girl yeah. that, plays, that, that plays young Corella great actress she has a bright future ahead of her she was great for the short time that we had her i i blame her for me like in the movie so much almost not as much as emma stone but she hooked me in the little girl had to hook me in um but props from there the movie only uh picks up and runs um the confidence the 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 way she talks and walks very much you know uh she says one line that i'd love is i am woman hear me roar yeah i love it I love yeah. the whole thing. Um, strong female character, but also a kick-ass female character. I loved her. It's kind of funny because that line was in the trailers, but they didn't show her as a kid. They just showed her as an adult. And I remember thinking like, okay, the problem, the 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 conflict with Krola was not that she was a woman. The problem with Krola was that she wanted to kill dogs you know yeah um yeah so okay i when i heard that line in the trailer i thought it was a little off but when i heard it oh she's saying it when she's a kid okay it makes sense um that makes sense but i like how this one kind of deconstructed the character and brought her into like showed her into a new light you can do it wrong which i think they did with maleficent and you can do it in a new interpretation this this might offend some people but i don't care the closest comparison that i can make to this movie is joker you're not the only person actually i i was reading some reviews in variety i believe they said there's like a pg-13 version of joker i mean it's basically joker taking a character that we already know and it's deconstructing it to like the most basic levels and then it's it's trying to tell a different story with it uh, to quote uh, the Joker in The Killing Joke, if I'm if I must have a pass, I'd rather be multiple choice. And I think this is a very multiple choice mm-hmm. um, story of of Cruella because I just remember like uh, when you're watching Joker and you see how it ends with like uh, someone killing Bruce's parents, and you just know that this cycle is going to start again, and it's just another way of telling uh, how how all of this started. 
the movie also ends in a in a, in a similar fashion where um, these these uh, this man and this woman receive these these uh, these puppies, and you know, we know that they're bound to meet and eventually have the one hundred and one Dalmatians. Um, sure, it's a retelling of the story. It's not supposed to fit exactly with uh, with with the future uh, of, of what we know the one hundred and one Dalmatians is, but. I kind of like how balls to the wall unhinged it went. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, it just it it went for it, which is crazy. But uh, props to them. This is not a movie that tries to take itself too seriously. It's like you know what, we're telling a movie about an evil fashion designer. Let's go all the way. And I love the versus aspect of this. Cruella was only born, was only created or made to deal or fight a monster worse than her, I'd argue, which in the Baroness. Um, yeah. And I remember when when she called in the initial opening, uh, one of the opening scenes, where she called the Dalmatians to go and like push uh, her Mom. stepmom, birth uh, caregiver, her mother. When she put, when, yeah. the, when, the, when the Dalmatians pushed over the mom, I thought, you know what? Fuck Dalmatians, fuck those dogs. Yeah, they were trying to kill poor little buddy, man. Which little buddy? I love buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in the la- in the last episode, I got away with saying the line "fuck them kids," and a lot of people are going to be like, "Yeah, fuck them kids." I don't know how many people are going to agree with "fuck them Dalmatians." But, you know. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Fuck them Dalmatians. And I say <laughs> that knowing I love both my boys. <laughs> uh, you're talking about dogs. Let, let the people know. Let, let the record show you're talking about dogs. Yeah, let the record um, show you're talking about Ace and Biscuit, the two goodest boys that ever was and ever will be. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, this movie, it, I loved, I, props to the writer, because I can tell you right now, I, there's no way I could have thought to break down a script so much for a character that's so simple. You know, maybe that's a good thing because you have a blank slate, but to me, it's also like, fuck. So just so I'm clear, the the my end game is she wants to kill dogs yeah. okay they changed the end game you know yeah yeah and that's and that's something also kind of interesting this is a, a, another critic mentioned this but they said this is the first disney remake that you can tell was not a hundred percent done just for the money <laughs> like you can tell somebody thought like i have a vision for this i have an idea for this and i want to execute it in a specific way and I like that. I like how I, I like how it took place in the in the '60s. I like how it took place in the middle of this punk rock movement. It gave it, it gave the movie a background. It gave it a soundtrack that also helped. Uh, it gave the movie was color. It was. It's probably the best one out, out, out of all these uh, live action Disney's. And uh, I like the I, I like how everything looked. You know, it had a specific, very specific look look through it. Uh, I, I saw an interview where Emma Thompson mentioned that making the movie was very nostalgic because she grew up in 1970s London. So for her, it was like, it felt like I was a teenager again. That's what she said. And I love Emma Thompson. She's one of my favorite actresses like of all time. And she got allowed to just be bitchy and funny and evil. Like, like you can tell both of them, both Emma Stone and Emma Thompson were having just a fucking ball with it. Like you can tell that they got to set and they were like, I get to be bitchy today. Like it was <laughs> like they were just having the time of their lives. But I also want to talk about the henchmen. I want to talk about those two guys because oh, Jasper they were and... funny. What's the other guy's name? Jasper and 
Horus. Uh, Horus? Yes. Horus, yeah. I, they that's were another, funny, man. They were hilarious, but also that's another thing I liked. That they were a family growing up. They were, they depended on each other. They were a team. And then she got this mean streak with Boston Run. And Jasper was even like, dude, fuck you. I'm like, you're treating us like garbage. Yeah. I think it's so important. She has, she apologizes. She's like, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> but that genuinely meant to like, oh my gosh, she's actually apologizing. This means something. This means this character has some redeemable qualities that probably will happen in the future if they do do a live action remake of 101 Dalmatians. Um, Andre, no, remember if they do, because I think they're planning a trilogy. I don't I'm not think sure. so. Well, no, it'd, okay. be, it'd be super odd because then she'd be like old. Well, no, actually, as I understand it now, Emma Thompson and Emma Stone both did interviews and they both said that they would love to do a part two, but in Godfather 2 style, which I would fucking love, of it being like one so part. Yeah, well, the yeah. Baroness when she's young and then uh, Corella kind of going up in the fashion world dealing with her own problems. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's an idea. Yeah, yeah, it's not the, a terrible one. So, to give props real quick, the camera work in this movie was great. When Corella would come on screen, did you notice how shaky it got? How it was unsettled. It was kind of like closing in. It was a bit odd. That's great filmmaking. Most filmmakers don't take the time to even use the camera to their advantage. Just it being a little shaky, a little off, a little discombobulated, tells us, oh shit, we're dealing with Corella, not Ella. Yeah, or make it as make it make it a storytelling device. Yeah, exactly. And pro, like the director of I Tanya did this movie, and yes. she said it was very easy for her to adapt the same style to this movie. Disney gave her a lot of leeway in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he also did the, the the Fright Night remake, which I I love that movie. Okay, Fright Night. Is that the one with the vampires? Yeah, I never saw it. I think. It's got uh, it's got David Tennant and it's got a uh, it's got it's got people. It's fun. He also did a Lars and the Real Girl, which is also a very a very fun movie if you're in the mood to be sad. Um, yeah, Cruella Cruella's a good time, you know. Um, something else. I want to I, I want to shout out uh, Glenn Close who played Cruella in the original live action remakes, the the original two. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's one of the most fun performances, and and that's one of the one of, that's one of the first time when I, as a kid, noticed how good an act like like an an acting performance could be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because then I goes I, I watched the 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 Cruella film last night, and then uh, just for fun I kind of watched some clips from the from Glenn Close and. Oh God, I like Emma Stone, but Glenn Close is untouchable. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't compare them, but. <laughs> different yeah. moods di- different tones and everything but oh just glenn close like the way she like absorbed the part like the, 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 there's this one scene where uh the, the main couple comes comes into the house and she's talking to them and she's there and she's holding the the, the 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 long cigarette holder and she's like she's like oh did you marry him for his dog <laughs> like immediately mm-hmm. just goes into like close to the head and then there's, there's, there's this one scene where where they go like oh she's pregnant we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a baby and she goes oh i'm sorry <laughs> sorry to hear that <laughs> i mean everyone i mean everyone makes mistakes but like you know whatever and then they go like oh we're gonna have puppies too it's like oh now that yes i care about that oh she's she's so good she's so insane and mm-hmm. so over the top and so fun. She's like a like like a, like a female Tim Cook or like Tim Tim Curry or something. Like 
she's unhinged and emma stone as much as i like emma stone there is one scene that didn't bother me but uh you know how she she kept this cruella persona like light inside of her and she didn't pull it out until she's at the party and then she has this moment where she lets it out and then she goes visit uh this anita childhood friend into her work at the at the the newspaper Mm -hmm. and i feel like the scenes preceding it and the scenes there when she's there she's sitting on the chair and it's a little creepy you know she's, she's talking and you can tell that she's already gone gone full Cruella, full crazy. I feel like that transition was a little too fast. I feel like it should have been like a little bit more of like of like transforming or getting there or getting back there because either she kept this persona not so not so hidden, like she was ready to let it out the second that she could, or uh, or I feel like something there was missing. I, I feel like maybe they, they, they should have had like a little bit more time of like either her letting it out and then letting it back in or something like that but i i feel like she she unhinged too fast and another one of my problems with the movie is that it's too long it's two hours long and i don't think it needed to be two hours long you know you're right the movie is kind of long it's a little exhausting i'm not gonna argue with you in that capacity but yeah for what i get as much meat as i get on them bones i'll take it because the thing is i liked it it wasn't too long yeah it could have been shorter but also I don't know. I think it worked because it gave us so much storytelling. Like, you know, I was invested in Jasper, in Horace. I was invested in Corella in the Baroness. I was invested. I can definitely point out parts that they could have cut, but also I don't think I want them to, you know? Um, This is not one of those movies. It's exhausting, but it's not one of those movies that I'm like, trim the fat. I'm like, it's tasty. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> that's that's the best way that I've heard you compare something in a movie way. Like that's, <laughs> I love that. That was thank, great. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, and here, here's the thing: when we got to the scene where uh, Jasper and Horace are tied in the in the apartment, and they're about to burn the apartment down, mm-hmm. and she's there. I remember I paused the movie there because I was thinking, "Oh, this is the climax. This mm-hmm. is where the movie's gonna end." Then I paused it and it said that it still had like 40 minutes left. Yep. And I remember thinking like, Jesus, what else can you do in another 40 minutes? Like this is the climax already. But then no, the, the, there's a first twist, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is the fact that, that, that the Baroness killed the mother on purpose. And then there's a second twist, which is that the Baroness is, is the mother. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel like I will disagree with you. I think they could have trimmed the fat a little bit there. Mm-hmm. I feel like while, yeah, everything wraps around together at the end, mm-hmm. I feel like if they had ended it with uh, with either her at the fashion show at the end when like she comes back from the dead, mm-hmm. that would have been like a fun ending, but I don't know exactly. Uh, I'm not a... I'm not a script writer. I don't know how to frame this. Maybe they, maybe they had to make it a full two hours, 10, 15 minutes, whatever long it was. Uh, because it also has, in true Marvel fashion, a, a, a mid credit scene. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's fine. It's But to me, I feel like this movie could have been 90 minutes. L- let's normalize 90-minute films. No, you know what? Let's romantize 90-minute films, okay? Please, just like, no. let's make... No, sometimes, I want... sometimes we need the flavor. Sometimes we need the juice on them bones, okay? Yeah, but when you think Disney's Cruella, mm-hmm. 
I don't think you need two, two and a half hours of that, you know? You know what I didn't need two and a half hours of? Army of the Dead. <laughs> That's what I didn't need. I agree. I, I agree. There the fat was, was fucking making me sick and nauseous. Um, yeah, but this, yeah, but Corlette didn't have a zombie tiger, man. <laughs> like, that was the one thing that was missing. No, I had, um, had a fucking chihuahua with an eye patch. Can we talk about the chihuahua with the eye patch? Because how fucking lovely was that? <laughs> I loved both dogs. And I was, I thought that the dog, that one of them was going to die in the fire. I thought for sure Buddy was going to die in the fire. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like, like they're going to kill. If they kill Buddy, that's going like, to give Carilla like, all the th- reasons she needs to go, like, you know what? Fuck this woman. Like, I'm, I'm ending this. Yeah. I've been like, oh, fair enough. They killed her dog. They killed the dog, even though she was kind of evil. Mm. Just like John Wicked, you know? Just yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, no. See, I was going to take your career. Now I'm taking your life. I'm just saying. Just um, saying. Yeah. What's it called? So I, I want to talk about something that we're vastly underqualified to talk about. Feminism? No, fashion. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, folks, if you hear any thunder or rain in the background, just know there's like a massive storm going on going on outside, but that won't stop the rollback from recording. Unless unless we got or unless we're unless power's cut out. Shut the fuck up, Chema. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, I'm so glad you said fashion because I feel like I could do better on the feminism than on the fashion, but okay, we'll just stick to fashion. Well, we'll um, talk about feminism in a minute. You you work at Banana Republic, you know you know a little bit about fashion, I think. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I'm vastly underqualified to talk underqualified to talk about fashion, but goddamn, if the if the costume designer, the wardrobe designer didn't have a fucking ball, like I'm gonna say this right <laughs> now, like who this movie better win the Oscar for fashion, like for the costume design. It's definitely and, a contender, yeah. No, and it it'll be the most dominant win since like fucking Lord of the Rings. I'm just saying, <laughs> like they better fucking win this one. They're pretty uh, elaborate. Remember uh, the remember the trash dress? Yeah. When it started like dragging in the street, that was awesome, dude. The, the only thing I said was like, "God damn, she's strong. She can hold that whole train behind her." <laughs> There's a so so here's here's a small little tidbit in my in my history as a human being, but there's only been one instance, one instance. I. I went to the movie theater to watch the the Cinderella live action remake with uh with Lily uh Lily James. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's been the only time in my life where seeing a movie when she gets the dress, you know the dress, the blue dress. That's the only time in my life where I went, "Oh my god, her dress." That's like the only and, and like th- th- this is not a toxic masculinity thing. It's just it's just fashion doesn't move me. Yeah. But that's but to create that reaction out of me who doesn't know the difference between light blue and dark blue. Yeah. Uh, it's like, like that to me was like, Oh my God, her dress, her dress is so pretty. Oh like that's been the, like, if Disney can do that, I was thinking, okay, this better give me like some real cool fashion thingy here. I mean, I've seen Zoolander. So I, I'm kind of an expert <laughs> on fashion, you know, but um yeah, I agree. The fashion's great in this. Um, you know? When even the thieves look kind of fashionable with their That's what I'm saying. The whole thing, man, like everything, they looked out decked out London in the 70s and the 60s. Yeah. The manner in which everyone's dressed and the way they go out, like everyone even when they were kids. Fuck. Yeah, even yeah. when they're kids. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree. Yeah, the fashion's pretty good. Um, uh, what else? They... Yeah. 
Um, shit, what was I going to say? Give credit to the fashion. Make sure you do that. Um, no, oh, yeah. every, yeah. every every look was stunning. Uh, this this brings up a lot of strong, uh, and there have been some comparisons, again, in other critics, um, of comparing this to The Devil Wears Prada. And I see yeah. it. If only if Meryl Streep's character was more evil, if Miranda was more evil, I see it. Uh, for Emma Thompson, for like the the Baroness. No, no, Miranda. The she's the the devil in the Devil Wears Prada. Oh yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yeah, Meryl Streep's character, and uh, yeah, I, I see a lot of it, you know. And there's a lot of characteristics uh, between the two of them. And if you want to talk about feminism, I I think this might be the part. Um, she says it herself, and it's hard to disagree a little bit when she tells her like. If you want to be, if you want to have power in your woman, you need to stop caring. Like you need to look out for yourself. And number one, that's the only way you get to get ahead. And it's sad and fucked up, but also you kind of understand why she feels that way, especially at the time. I'm not saying we're perfect now, but yeah, you, the Baroness is a bit of an, you understand why she's a villain. I'm not saying she's right. I'm saying I see her point. She's 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 making a, a, a she's a lesser Thanos, if you will. <laughs> she has a point. Yeah. Is what I'm <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you know, in a weird way, these two characters are like the, the other side of the same coin. You know, they they carry a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of similarities. If I if I may continue with the previous comparison, I think Cruella is one bad day away from being Joker. Uh, from being no, from being her, from being the Baroness. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I was quoting, you know, yeah, um, yeah, no, uh, there's a, there's a harsh reality that's, that's portrayed in this, in the, in, in, in this film, starting with the fact that, you know, how she starts in poverty and she has to kind of work through there. Um, you know, there's bound to be some people that, that watch the film and think, well, my, the heroes are supposed to be the thieves, like who's good and who's bad. Here's where the morality comes in, and we ask you to just shut up and have some fun with this movie because, honestly, yeah. that's the only thing the movie is asking from us. Like, like, okay, I guess they're the bad guys, but are they really that bad? I mean, are they bad really guy hurt? or are they really bad guy? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's where I think Cruella works in the way Maleficent doesn't. I think uh, I think the movie is is, is fun and, and it does ask you to kind of sit around and, and, and have fun with the concept because the movie is clearly having having fun with it. I mean, as fun as a Disney property can allow itself to be fun. This is not Mitchell's versus the machines or anything. <laughs> but but it is fun. It is it, it is unhinged. It, it, it does have some really nice moments, some, some creative uh, visual gags. I, I, I love that you mentioned the, the fact that she was born with the gray, the, the half black, half white hair. I, I thought that was a really good gag. Uh, mm-hmm. That whole section when they go to the party and uh, Horace is dressed as, uh, as uh, what do you call a rat, it? Is the rat killer guy, the exterminator. Yeah. Yeah, a rat exterminator, and he brings the the chihuahua, and he he's dressed like a rat. I'm like, that's Wink. such yeah. I mean, that's such an astute little detail that just so he could like raise it and be like, oh my god, look at this fucking rat. Um, <laughs> it's the size of a dog, but it's a rat. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's a PG-13 rated film that uh, shows people smoking, drinking, and uses the word hell and devil and kill several times, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
I'm not saying Disney is, you know, is, is, is jumping on the table, having fun, but I think they're untucking their shirt. I think they're, they're, they're starting to loosen up a bit and, and I'm into it. I'm into, I'm into what they do with a concept like this. I, 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 look, so far, all the Disney remakes have been very safe. I don't think any of them have taken any risks. I think that I think they were just like, let's do this. You know, we'll invest this much money and we'll get like five times the amount, maybe ten, and and we'll just you know we'll just do them because we can. And I feel like this, and I, I agree with the with, with the critic who said that this one cl- does have a vision. It has a setting. It has a soundtrack. It has an actress that really cares. It has uh, actors that do care. Uh, Mark Strong is in this, and he kind of flew under the radar, even though he's a fantastic actor. Um, yeah, it's good. My only problem is that I think she turns a little too fast and I think the movie's too long. We'll, we'll, we'll just stay disagreeing on that because I don't think the movie should be this long. And uh, if I'm being extra honest, it's not worth the $30. You know, the effects a... don't... I mean, the, the production value is good, but the effects, uh, when she falls into the water... Yeah, that's God, the only part I mean, that actually took me out of it. That's the only part yeah, that I'm like, me out I'm like, you can do better. Like, this is... Uh, like, and this was supposed to be a theatrical film. Like, if I had seen that in the theaters, I would be upset. <laughs> because it's streaming, and I, I can forgive it, because, I'm, because, you know, Netflix does the same thing, where sometimes the, 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 their effects don't, don't, don't pair up. But it, uh, it should be better. If you're gonna charge for it, it should be better. And I mean, I recommend it, but I recommend watching it after uh, it's free on Disney Plus. You know, um, this movie, I'm I'm gonna compare it a lot to uh, like the replacements. I'm gonna compare it a lot to the Matrix. Uh, both have Keanu Reeves. I just realized that uh, a Knight's <laughs> Tale, which has a Joker in it. Yeah, uh, and, and I put I put it in that in that category of movies that have no fucking business working, <laughs> but somehow they do and they work very hard. Um, movies that I won't won't be made a second time. You know what I mean? Um, and I enjoy it. I really liked it. I liked everything about this film. Um, I'm glad they made it. The soundtrack was awesome. The fashion choices were great. Uh, also. Stupidly enough, though, they actually caught some flack for um, for right. one of the characters that's played uh, Artie. Oh, the 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 shopkeeper. Yeah. Yes, apparently they caught some flack because he was the first, as I understand it, the first very flamboyant gay character played in a in a live action Disney remake. There, Gaston. Have these guy, people have have these people not seen Cusco's new group? Like. I know. What are they talking about? No, we'll also remember in uh in the live action remake of the Beauty and the Beast, they straight up oh, yeah. said how Gaston's guy was was gay, but he wasn't anywhere near flamboyant. This is like straight up like, oh no, that guy is you know yeah. gay or whatnot. And apparently there was actually some stupid backlash for that. Really? Uh, about the I'm gonna quote it here, Fox News, yeah. the gay agenda. Oh, of course it's Fox News. I mean. But no, it's like why? Like why the fuck is this necessary? Like, come on! Like, can we just it, replace Fox News with just news about foxes? <laughs> give me that one! Give me that one! I will give. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> give it to me. Um. But yeah, no, so this movie, um, 
it doesn't make strides, I think, in the world of, rep- of representation. I could be wrong, but I this movie overall just works in general, you know. Um, I didn't think it mattered that apparently Jasper, he's, I think, white in the other ones. He's Anglo in the other ones. They recast him with, an Af- with a man that's African-American. The dude's fucking hilarious. Why do people care? You know, like, why would anyone care? Why would you know, it's funny because... It's funny because the original character in the other live action films was uh, Hugh Laurie, who's Dr. House. And in this one, you know, he doesn't look like him, but the way that he moves, the way that he like walks, the way that he's dressed and the way that he's almost stylized, like he, I don't know, like he, he embodies that character really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not Hugh Laurie, but you know, his hair kind of looks like him. His face is kind of shaped like him. And you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's like, uh, he does, he, he fits the part. I mean, he, he does well. And, uh, and I mean, they were, of course, African, African American people existed in London in the 1970s. How the fuck are you going to say that they're, what, they just didn't exist? Of course they exist. Yeah. If you ever sit down and actually watch British television or British shows, you will see that the ratio of white and 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 and, and people of color is bigger. Mm-hmm. If you watch if you watch one episode of any British series, you will be shocked because you're going to see so many people of color, and because you maybe you're just not used to it. But yeah, that's a reality that I figured out when I was when I first when I, when I got into British humor and British jokes. But yeah. Um, yeah, to me this wasn't a problem. It was a, uh, it was okay. Does this guy fit the part? He fits the part. He's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's called? What were some of your favorite favorite bits? If you don't want me asking, like, what were some parts that made you go like, fuck? Uh, I I was more into it for the jokes, if I'm honest. So mm-hmm. any any moment that that like Horace and and Jasper had just the two of them, like, uh, there, there's this one scene. So I I love British humor. British humor is dry and and really really funny so um the i wanted to see if they would incorporate that in here and mostly they don't mostly they they, they think to like what would be funny to to americans but there's this one scene where uh Krala comes out of her room and she and horace is eating like cereal and she just like dumps it like just like, throws it into the ground and then she leaves and in an american film the scene would end there but they decide to just keep it going and then the jasper and horse are just riffing on each other like she threw my cereal like i was eating that and, <laughs> yeah yeah that scene was really funny because it was just like it was you could you could have cut it and nobody would notice but the fact that they kept that and they, they i'm like 98 sure that was improv like like they, they just kept going on like she just threw my fucking cereal, man. Like I was I'm just eating it. Like, I, was, yeah, I was gonna eat that. Yeah. So <laughs> scenes like that were good. The scenes where uh, where she's chasing them with the w- 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 when she lets them out of jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the swing a mustache. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's also very like small attention detail. And, and then when she's going after them and they're walking, and and she's trying to get their attention, and Jasper is, is like, "Don't don't listen to her. Don't listen to her." And then she goes like, uh, "The Baroness is my mother." And then, and then he turns like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "I told you not to not to turn." Damn uh, man. <laughs> yeah, that that a, a, anything involving the two of them, I thought was really really funny. Um, Emma Stone is is fucking great. I mean, she you can tell she's having a lot of fun doing whatever she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the setting. 
I like the 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 music. I like the the one scene where uh, she vows revenge and she goes back to the fountain and she does this this monologue where she's talking to to the mom and she does it all in one take. and she she's man she's great yeah tense Uh, as fuck yeah uh that i feel like it's it's good i mean it's it's an all-around good package the problem is that it's it's a big package and sometimes sometimes that could be a problem um but yeah but overall yeah i do think it's fun i I do think it 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 has really good uh, uh scenes um I just, I just don't know if it's gonna have the legs. I don't know if people are gonna still talk about the movie in the months to come or years to come. You know, that's the one thing that that, that, that worries me. But I don't know. What, what do you think were like some of the standout scenes or parts? Uh, I had two actually real favorite scenes. One was the the moth, the dress. Oh, uh, I didn't I, see that coming at all. That was great. You know, the second that she, the second that I saw her sewing the dress herself, I was like, why the fuck is she having seamstress to wait a goddamn moment? See, honestly, and this is like stupid to me. I thought she was going to have all the dresses shredded. Like those, those little things were going to explode and like shred everything. I was like, oh, that's fucking genius. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I realized that the second they were trying to fuck with the guard, I was like, they're trying to get caught. They want these dresses locked up. Oh, fuck it. That, that dress is a bomb dress. That's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, when I saw Moth, I was like, "That's fucking genius!" Like, who thinks of that? That's, that's yeah. a genius twist. Like, who the fuck thinks to like hide moth eggs on a fucking dress, let them hatch, destroy everything? Your spring collection is gone. Which, by the way, that is actually a big deal. Your spring collection is like you live and die by that. Yeah. Um, so awesome there. Uh, another great scene that I loved was also the uh, the monologue scene of it. You know, when she was really. She even said, like, you know, for what it's worth, I do love you. You were a good mother, you know, to me. Yeah. Um, a- admitting her fault, saying, like, you know, I know I'm not a good person, but you were. Um, very heartfelt. And you're right. Shot in one take. Incredible. Genuine. Incredible. Yeah. Is Disney going to keep giving us good live action remakes? What's the next one? Do we know? I'm not sure, but I do know this. Man, this is the to me. This is the anti-Mulan. If that makes sense, this is female, and maybe now we can touch base on it. To yeah. me, this is a very female empowerment movie done right. It's not like they don't beat you over the head with "I'm a woman, but I'm strong." They just make her strong. She happens to be a woman. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I don't always agree with that saying. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think. There's this scene in the in the Little Women remake, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, there's gonna be a point where we're gonna just call that the, the Little Women version because it's 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 the best Little Women uh, adaptation there is. Uh, there's this one really cool scene where uh, where Joe is talking with her mom, and she's talking about how this this guy that she had the opportunity to date but decided not to because she felt like it didn't it wasn't the right thing to do she is having these thoughts of like, I, I told him no because I wanted to focus on, the, on this other thing. This other thing failed. I'm thinking of calling him back and see if he's still interested. And his, and her mom tells her like, why? I mean, you, you weren't happy then, you're not gonna be happy now. And then she has this moment where she like, she's, she says, 
I, I, I believe that women, you know, we can be strong and we can be happy and we can be smart and we can do all these things. And I'm so tired of being told that I am nothing if I'm not, if I'm not with someone. And she says all that. And then she says, but I'm so lonely. And that's, that I think encapsulates the entire experience. You know, she, there's a difference between, should I do this because it's right? Or should I do this because I want to? And I think at the core, a good feminist story is about a woman that's being able to do something because she wants to, not because she's going against something else. And sadly, most of the time they are going against something else and that sucks. But I think the more stories that are made where the main purpose, the main setup is I did this because I wanted to, mm-hmm. will be the, will be a good focus, will be a good, uh, will forge a good path to where to go. Yeah. That's, that's what I think on the subject. And this is a very tricky subject to, you know, say, you know, a reminder, we are both uh, men, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we're not exactly uh, the most qualified people to talk about this, uh, this particular yeah. subject. Yeah, but I, I don't know if the movie is empowering or not. I, I don't think it's my is my uh, position to say if it is or not. Uh, you know, the female audiences will 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 have their say. What I can tell you, and this is to bring us back into a safer position, is that <laughs> I think the movie is fun, and I think the movie is is entertaining, and I think um, if you have two hours and change, and you want to watch it, I think you will be entertained. I think, yeah, it it does rank higher high in the in the Disney remix uh, list. But, you know, it's going to be, people will find, will, will find it if they, if, if they feel like watching it. If you've heard good, that's because it is fun. But is it one of my top films of the year? Is it one of the best things that I've seen this year? Probably not. But it is, it is a good time. It was a, it was a good two hours. But, but, and here's the thing. If you are, if, if, if you're on the fence of, ah, should I pay the $30? Should I just wait? Wait. Or, I mean, I there are other avenues where you can watch this movie and not pay $30. <clears throat> Which we're saying exists without saying we support. No, of course not. You can't just bum your uh, Disney uh, Disney account off one of your friends after they purchased it or whatnot. No, it's not like, you know, you can use... Uh, it's not like you can buy Blu-rays or anything. Wait, what'd you say? My, my thing came out. <laughs> what'd you say? I said, I said your beard looks amazing, man. I hate you so goddamn much. I'm telling the truth, man. I I just remember when we were in college and you couldn't grow a beard, and now you can. And it's fantastic. <laughs> Do I still look like that uh, uh, Metro Man from Megamind? No, not not anymore. Like, okay, it was it was it was how you had the hair also that day. Like it was it was a combination of that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was different. <laughs> I saw I saw I saw a video recently where this girl was saying she she was pointing at Metro Man, but how he looks normally. And said, I don't know how to explain it, but this man, this man got like a hundred percent hotter when his life fell apart. And then they just showed him like when he like let himself go. And it's like he just looked like like 
I don't know, like maybe it's my savior complex. I don't know what it is, but this, I like this. And, and then she, and then she shows him like again as like normal, like with like muscle, no beard. And it's like this man works at Wall Street, disgusting. <laughs> and he goes, this man, this, and then with the beard and with the the coat, with the thing, everything is just like this man works nowhere. He's gonna be my little stay-at-home husband. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just it just reminded me of that. Hey man, days their own. Days their own. <laughs> oh, oh god. Uh, so, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Something else. I I wouldn't watch this again. I, I like. It. I don't like it as much as the uh, uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I I've seen that movie more times than most teenage girls have seen the entire Twilight series combined. Probably. I've seen. Can I? Can I ask what's the ori- What's the origin of your relationship with the Devil Wears Prada? I so oh god okay when I was young um I think it was like eight or nine I went over to it was my sister's friend's birthday or whatever they had a big party and they were watching the the, god, the princess diaries yeah. and at that point I developed a crush on Anne Hathaway and then <laughs> and then the second time I ever saw her was in the Devil Wears Prada I think it was the first time we ever had HBO Max or something or HBO at my house so like that summer it was on like at least once a day sometimes more and i just watched it like a hundred times and i I wouldn't even just like watch it watch it i would let it play in the background while i played with my toys or i was playing video games i was playing on the other tv or shit like that but it got to a point where it's like man this is a really great fucking movie and the older i got the more i realized what a piece of shit her friends were and her boyfriend is (laughs) the lesson in the end is support people Support yeah, your gr- homies. Gr- growing up is realizing that Meryl Streep was not the bad guy. Was <laughs> the, the boyfriend, boyfriend was. The boyfriend, yeah. Uh, the fucking mentalist. Um, have you seen... Uh, remember uh, Spirit Away? Uh, is that the one with the horse? No, okay, wait. I'm thinking of Spirit. No, yeah, I remember Spirit Away, yeah. Yeah, so the same studio, uh, Ghibli, uh, they, they made like a ton of movies. And there's this one movie that they made called The Cat Returns, okay? Mm-hmm. And the cat returns features the first part of a young Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. right after doing Princess Diaries. So she did Princess Diaries, and the second thing she did was voicing the main character Haru in the in um, the English dub of the Cat Returns. I think you will really like the Cat Returns. It's a fun movie. It's for little kids, but I think you really like it. It's one of those movies that can turn my head off. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll fucking do it. it it's it kind of like it reminds me of like something like Princess Bride or like mm-hmm. Road to El Dorado. Like it's something very digestible but really really imaginative. Like I feel like if I had watched that as a kid, it would have been my fucking jam. And like I watched it in college and I, and I still watch it a lot, a lot of times because it's really fun. But yeah, Anne Hathaway is the voice of the main girl if you're interested. Um, and we're back. Um, what was the? Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah, final thoughts. You, you, sorry, you, you were comparing it to the uh, worst product that I interrupted you with a, with uh, your personal story. Yeah. No, no, all good. Um, what's <laughs> called? I would uh, no, I watch this movie again. I give it a solid B. You know, uh, B, yeah. B plus. Definitely for my money, the best uh, live action uh, remake that Disney's made, and it's not a close fight for me. Yeah, I'll give it a a, a seven point three. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's enjoyable. Uh, but if you want to watch a movie like this, there are movies like this. Um, it's it's fine. I mean, it's in the end, at the end of the day, what does it add to the global cinematic canon? 
it's a fun time. And I think a movie doesn't need to be more than that. Yeah. What's up? I just realized something. This movie had Mark Strong with hair. That's all we need. Yes. <laughs> that was so weird. Like, they, they, like that was so. I had never seen Mark Strong with hair, and that it felt freaked wrong. me out. It felt yeah. wrong. It felt wrong like, on like a Vin, biblical level. Like seeing Vin Diesel with hair. I don't know, or like, or like seeing I don't know Nicolas Cage subtle. Like it, it, it was just something really odd about seeing Mark Strong with hair. Like, what the um, fuck? Yeah. Also, also he was not evil, and that's a that's like a first since. I don't know. The Kingsman? Like he always plays bad guys. Yeah, since Kingsman. Did you uh, question the uh, spoilers for Kingsman 2, the Golden Circle, but did you cry when he sacrificed himself? I didn't cry, but I would um, very much, I, I've changed the song I want to play at my funeral. I used to be, it used to be uh, I Did It My Way by Frank Sinatra, then I realized only assholes like that song. So I changed yeah, it. <laughs> so I changed Might it remind- to Country Road. <laughs> But I remind you that I did it my way by Frank Sinatra was a song that uh, Donald Trump danced on his, on his, uh, on his uh, inauguration with the, that was his first dance with his wife, which is an odd song to dance with your wife. I did it my way. I mean that's an uh, odd song to dance with your wife. See, but okay. you, you know what I didn't know. See, but, my my interpretation of the song was always like a guy that overcomes adversity, like in a good way. Like you know, I yeah. You know, it was tough, but, you know, I was able to overcome adversity. Apparently, though, it's been adopted by so many assholes who overcame adversity. I'm using, like, 10 quotation marks right now, folks. Um, Yeah, yeah, apparently now only assholes like the the song. Well, I'm glad you chose a better song, but, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Jesus. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe you'll be there. Maybe you'll get to listen to it. Anyway. Uh, I'm definitely going to be there. No, like, I'm going to outlive you. Uh, No, I, I, I will outlive you. No, you won't. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. How do I explain it? I have gone through shit that should have killed me already, <laughs> and it hasn't. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it's that. What? Okay, what's something that you really don't like? Like, like in a fun way. What's something you don't like in a funny way? In a fun way. Um... Or you know, like a movie you really don't like, or is there a sports team or something? Uh, you know that I don't care for sports. Um, That's fair. I'm just trying to find something. Except, anyway. except, ex- except, you know, I was I was adopted into into the, the Cowboys the, family. The, 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 the Dallas Cowboys. I was <laughs> I was thinking about this today because I was. <laughs> so usually when I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm 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 going to anyway. Uh, usually when I'm taking a shower, that's the only moment in my life where I'm not consuming a type of media you know usually i have headphones i'm working or i'm doing something else but usually i'm consuming something or i'm doing something and the shower is usually the second one where i can and then i was thinking i was just thinking about this today i was thinking about the time where like your father turned me into the cowboys and, yeah damn right and then i had an epiphany when you got married <laughs> And all the groomsmen, we wore blue, a very specific shade of blue. And I was just thinking, <laughs> is this Cowboys blue? <laughs> Eddie, was that Dallas Cowboys blue? <laughs> no, it was not. 
I think wait, was it? I don't know. I don't I didn't pick look, Nikki picked the colors. Okay, Nikki picked the okay. colors. Okay. It may have been I was wearing a Cowboys watch though. I was wearing a yes. 19, I've been since yes, 1993 uh Fossil Cowboys watch though. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just 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 so I just so I, I have my piece. Mm. That was not Dallas Cowboys blue, was it? Uh, you'll have to I don't remember, man. You have to ask Nikki. <laughs> I remember I was wearing Cowboys blue. I was wearing some good blue. Oh, uh, fucking. Okay, good. Uh, wait, wait. Okay, I was asking you this. Okay, what do you? What's something that you dislike strongly? What's a movie you dislike strongly? You're like, oh god, I never want to watch this again. Oh god, I don't know. The, the Lorax, I guess. That's not Lor- a good movie. Okay, if I outlive you, I'm gonna put a DVD copy of the Lorax in your in your casket. The DVDs won't exist by that point. I will find <laughs> the, one. Probably be very expensive. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I just feel like I don't know, <laughs> man. You you know, sure you work at a jail, but like I've worked at a middle school, so I you know who, <laughs> who who's really been stressed more? I mean. I mean, sure. We, we we both work customer service, you know. So so there's there's a I thing got my there. vaccine. You got your vaccine, yeah. But I'm I'm pretty much immune, so you know. I'll tell you why I'm immune in the in the after credits, but you know, there's. <laughs> we'll just leave it at I'm immune. Um, yeah, man. So Corella was great. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below. If you're listening to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, do me a favor. Tell your friends about us. They'll love us. You do. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. I've been Shema. And I've been Eddie. And, and this, this was a rollback. Was a rollback. With a reminder... Do not talk to girls with headphones. They don't want to talk to you. Okay, so I was telling you. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like... How do I explain it? I feel like I've done things that if I was going to get COVID, I would have gotten it already. Mm -hmm. Not because Uh, I've been outside. Yeah. Okay, maybe not COVID specifically, but I I feel like I've done things that I feel like if that didn't get me sick, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised, mm-hmm. like, and COVID hasn't got to me, like, I feel like that's, maybe I'm immune. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe. You know, you know I don't know. I, I feel the need to agree with you, man, through all the shit we've been through for the past, like, year and a half. At this point, if we survived the last year and a half, I think we're good. It's not just a year and a half. It's like, how, how explicit can I be with you? Oh, as explicit as you want. I-